a Monday morning, and you know what that means, dreamers. Welcome back to the Isolation Station of Love. It is Daz Does Disney, and I'm your host, Landon of the Daz Stone, kicking your week off the right way with a little bit of Disney news. Hopefully, you had a killer week last week, accomplished everything that you set out to do, but if not, no big deal. You got another seven days in front of you, and I got faith that you're going to get it done. And speaking of getting things done this is the time where i introduce you to my tag team partner my co-host the rising star in the podcasting and the streaming game you know her you love her follow her on twitter at asianzing95 at adventures with steppers everywhere else on the social media platforms get her podcast adventures with steppers wherever you get your fine podcast it's steppers steppers what's up you uh, got to change your gimmick, my my dude. You're you're no longer the isolation station of love. Like, like, like. There's two people in that station of love. It's not isolated unless you're isolating. That's gross. Never mind. That's not enough. That's not. <laughs> this that's not clean for the viewers. <laughs> yeah, the gimmick is still family friendly. Steffers, come on, come on. Stuff has changed since. But it's uh, a lie. Since we went into the isolation station mm-hmm. of love, uh, but you know, um, it is still family friendly. But you I, know. Mm, sure it is. Anyway. Hello, Landon. At least on this podcast, it's family friendly. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah. It's a it's a great. Let's just say it's been a great week. I definitely accomplished a lot. Uh, And, you know, there's there's some been some news. There's been some news, not a lot, but uh, enough news for us to talk about. And I even have some of my own tidbits I get to share today. So I'm pretty excited. I hope all of you are excited. Let me tell you, I tried, this is a side tangent. I tried the truly hard seltzer thingies, but I tried the margarita pack. Hmm. You only need two of those to just have a good time. Really? Okay. So that's what I'm coming up from, from the ashes. <laughs> I'm, I'm rising. You know how I'm like the rising phoenix, whatever you say? The phoenix that's me rising. rising from the ashes. Yeah, but instead of rising from the ashes, I'm, I'm rising from like my bed because that was... <laughs> Yeah, anyway, but hello everyone. I've missed you all, um, even though I was here last week instead of not being here last week. Um, but yeah, we got some we got some news. The first one is bleh, the second one is meh, but progressively better, hopefully. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes, once again, we're having to start with uh, the ongoing war between Florida Governor Ron DeSantis and his ilk taking on uh, Walt Disney World. But thankfully, it is a short story, so it is my favorite story we've reported on so far. Um, uh, Maybe not so much, depending on which side of this you come out on with the outcome. This is an update to a story we had recently. According to a report from the Orlando Sentinel, a federal judge quickly dismissed a lawsuit targeting Florida Governor Ron DeSantis and his actions to dismantle the Reedy Creek Improvement District. The lawsuit was dismissed in part because the court's lack of standing over state issues and due to the fact that the bill doesn't take effect until next summer. A Florida lawyer and Democratic candidate for U.S. Senate William Sanchez said that this is the first step of planned actions against DeSantis. The Walt Disney Company has been largely silent over the passing of the bill that will dissolve the Reedy Creek Improvement District. So this is an update for the story we had that uh, some taxpayers had taken DeSantis to court over this because if you remember our reporting and, you know, actual news outlet reportings, uh, the the residents of Orange County and Osceola County stand to take on a massive financial burden if the Reedy Creek Improvement District is dissolved. So uh, they are not happy about this, but uh, like uh, William Sanchez said, this is just the first step of planned actions. And like the uh, judge in this case said, this doesn't take effect until next summer. So uh, everybody, oh, Buckle up, bling bongs. This is going to be a long one. But uh, thankfully, this is the only story we have to talk about uh, regarding to this for this episode of Daz Does Disney. But uh, unfortunately, as this uh, unfolds, I will bring you the latest. So we now get to talk about, well, kind of talk about news that applies to the parks because these park things, they are expensive and they do require money to run. And uh, Disney put out their revenue for the second quarter of 2022 and uh they posted gains 
in the billions, not millions with an M, billions with a B, to the tune of $6.7 billion. The Walt Disney Company has released their second quarter earning report for the quarter that ended on April 2nd of this year. And I'm only going to read a part of this quote uh, because it is a very lengthy quote. And quite frankly, it gets into uh, numbers and stuff. And quite frankly, it's like my eyes glaze over just reading it. So I can only imagine what your response would be listening to it. Disney Parks experience and products revenue for the quarter increased to $6.7 billion compared to $3.2 billion in the prior year quarter. Segment operating results increased by $2.2 billion to income of $1.8 billion compared to loss of of $0.4 billion in the prior year quarter. Higher operating results of the quarter reflected increases at our domestic parks and experiences businesses and to a lesser extent at our international parks and resorts and merchandise licensing businesses, end quote. Now, Disney does go on to point to favorable attendance mixes, Disney Genie Plus as revenue drivers for the theme park mixes. They also say that um, stuff like merchandising, food and beverage, not only in the parks, also in the resorts was part of what brought this $6.7 billion for the second quarter. So uh, I've said it before, I'll say it again. This whole thing, a profit deal. Okay, this is my question thought that's kind of rhetorical and kind of not, I mean, it's rhetorical because no one really knows the answer but Disney. At what, I kind of think I know the answer to this already, but I kind of just want to say it so that it's in the internet universe. At what point, like, are they, at what point have they made up the money lost from, from, you know, the world on fire? And then at what point are they, like, using that as, like, a, they've made it up, but we're still going to ride this train because it's clearly making us money and we don't care and we just want your Disney dollar reduced. Like, the merch, I'm not going to lie, the merch that they've been coming out with has been all right like you know it's cute it's fine there are just some things that i think like y'all we're not making i mean at least i'm not (laughs) making more money to to like i make enough for my cost of living my cost of living clearly does not include disney world so it's like at what point i don't know how do people afford this i mean you and I honest, obviously make make you know way to afford this, but like the standard American family, like you'll never go to Disney World with the way that they're increasing their <laughs> prices and being ridiculous. That's just and it's just hurtful to me because now I'm I have contemplated going back and I've read other people that I like I follow on social media and all that stuff, and they're just like the prices just don't uh don't do it for them essentially it's not worth it to them um based off of what they get for the price now i know that a bunch of people are still gonna go that's not that's not what i'm saying i'm just saying like give and take like what can we like meet in the middle and i don't think i mean every year the prices go up anyway which is fine but i just feel like they something needs to be tweaked a little bit to to help the the folk of today so more people can experience the magic because at the end of the day yeah people are going to spend their money but what if more people could spend more money i've always been a really big believer in like make something cost a little less and get more people exposed to your thing than like only let the the quote-unquote richy rich people that can afford it go and then make the other people sad that they can't afford it because you know you know they want to they Mm -hmm. just can't like even the quote-unquote value hotels are like 200 plus a night and not to like compare it to universal but like you can sometimes get like a premiere or a uh what's the other word preferred i think they call it preferred at universal hotel for like 200 bucks a night and you get a little bit more with it i don't know i just want everyone to be able to go i think and it just hurts my heart a little bit that they i mean i'm glad they're doing well and they're not closing at all but like come on 
no, I I do think you make some valid points, and you said this is a rhetorical question. I was like, well, it's a it's a podcast; they're all rhetorical questions. That's not true because last week we asked you a question, the listener, and you responded. We'll be getting to your answers at the end of the podcast, talking about uh, the best way to do fast passes, but we'll be getting to that later. Uh, I don't necessarily disagree with anything you said there, Steffers, but unfortunately, if Disney is still you know making close to seven billion dollars a financial quarter. Disney ain't going to change course. And this spells bad news for anybody that wants to see Disney do away with the park reservation system or wants to see Disney do away with the Genie Plus because those were two things that they pointed to as part of the reason that they got nearly $7 billion for the second quarter of 2022. And honestly, the only way that I think we're going to see Disney financially turn the ship around and head the other way is if Disney starts to see losses. And just based on the attendance we've seen in the parks over the last little bit, we've made the joke before. It's like, you know, generally uh, January or after New Year in January and February and before spring break in March was considered the slow time. But I mean, if you just get on social media or we've had friends that have been in the park during those times and they talk about just outrageous wait times we've joked that there's no longer a slow time i mean capacity is jam-packed year-round so i mean people they're going to the parks year-round and disney they're going to continue to make their money and i mean jay and i we've we talked on previous podcasts he had that decision to make is he going to renew his annual pass initially he was hesitant because he said a lot of what you we're saying there, he doesn't know if he's getting his money's worth out of it. Eventually, he did decide to renew his annual pass. And I said that I'm going to have to make a business decision down the road. Well, guess what? Down the road is now for me. I am going back and forth on whether I'm going to renew my annual pass. On the one hand, I love going down to Disney. I mean, it's it's it's, it's my magic place. I, I love going into the parks. I mean... For my money, walking through the turnstile, seeing the castle, walking down Main Street USA or going through the turnstile and and seeing the Epcot ball and, and, and all their glory. I mean, the hair on my arm just stands up talking about it. Like, like I was going to say you can't put a price on it, but Disney would disagree. You very much can put a price on it. But that feeling, that just makes me happy. But on the flip side... The price keeps going up every year. And you make a very good point. Not only is the price at Disney going up every year, the price of everything in the real world is going up every year. I mean, I don't know if you, the lovely listener, are paying attention to the news, but it seems like every day we're hearing a story about how there's a shortage in this or there's a cost of living in this. I mean, like, uh, if, if, if you're renting, you are very much aware how much uh, the cost of renting an apartment or property has gone up over the last... Uh, year and a half so I do understand some people not being able to afford a trip down to Orlando Florida to go to the house of the mouse and then I mean not to compare everything to uh to Universal I was stunned just how much cheaper it was when uh I decided to get an annual pass to Universal I mean yeah there's a handful of blackout dates but compared to what I was paying at Disney, I mean, it was like a fourth of the price. And then getting a very good hotel room was less than even even the affordable ones. It, it Like your all-star movie resort prices at Disney. So at the end of the day, I'm still going to be going to Disney. I mean, later we're going to be talking about how Mickey's Not So Scary tickets have gone on sale for certain members of the public, whether you're staying on resort, if you're DVC or something like that, and they're going on public or they're going on sale to the general public later this week. And that's another instance where we see prices have gone up again. And it would be hypocritical of me not to go ahead and say, I'm going to be getting two tickets for that because me and my party, we very much love Mickey's not so scary. So yeah, that's my thing though. Like I agree. Like you, it, I'm not saying we aren't part of the problem <laughs> because like we low key are, but I understand the people that like 
they love the magic so much that they're going to go ahead and pay the money. But I'm what I'm just trying to say is, is like they're not able to like they're not catering to everyone. They're catering to the lucky, you know, obviously it's more than a few, but the lucky few that are able to drop the money on it. Mm-hmm. And I just wish we could get to the point like especially since we have this reservation system and it's not like the capacity is going to go up any. It would still very much be controlled, but at least it's controlled to like the masses versus the handful is really what I was just trying to say. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm still going to go. I just, for me, I have to like pick and choose like when I like have the time and money to go. But I mean, I could still go. Um, I, I also just can't afford an annual pass for, for Disney because I can, I can t- get a whole like what, four, four or five day trip at Universal for the price of one annual pass for Disney. So <laughs> I I just, I for me, it's not a thing. But uh, if anyone wants to contribute to the stuffers going <laughs> and getting a Disney annual pass fun, you can DM me and we can talk about that. Yeah, but yeah, we, I don't know. We are and, not and above just, begging, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, we never. Will, absolutely yeah. not. We will grovel for your money. Oh, wait. This next story actually kind of plays into what we're talking about, though. So I'm I'm going to segue into this next story that we're talking about. Uh, Disney praises favorable attendance mix. Disney, plus, uh, Disney Genie Plus is revenue drivers for theme park business. This is another thing where they're trying to grab at your Disney dollary dues. <laughs> I have a lot of thoughts on Genie Plus. It works for some. It does not work for stuffers. And that's just, that's the long and short of it. It seems to be doing Disney very well. We did ask your opinions on Twitter and we'll get into that later. I mean, who, who's been successful on this? Cause I don't. I mean, I very publicly said and identified myself as the stupidest man alive because I couldn't figure it out. But even if I could figure it out, Genie Plus just doesn't really scream something that I want to invest my money in but at the same time disney didn't really have to invest a whole lot of overhead in but like you said for some people for some families it works for them and disney's able to pull in 25 50 75 100 150 per family for this and like i said earlier for those of us hoping to see genie plus go away and then bring back the old school fast pass system or for those of us hoping to see the park reservation system go away and it goes back to especially for the local ap down there it's like okay i'm just hey look at that i got nothing going on this afternoon i'm just gonna hop in the car head down to epcot walk around the world showcase uh yeah unless unless you got a got a park reservation you can't do that and, and I, I think that kind of takes away some of the oomph of having an annual pass. And not to mention you took away our, our, our photo pass. Bring it back, you <laughs> cowards. <laughs> um, my thing is, is my biggest gripe. Well, I have many gripes. I was going to say, you have several gripes. <laughs> I listen to this podcast, Steffers. I, um, <laughs> I think, and honestly, this is, I don't know if I can really blame this on Disney. I think there's like an overarching out of their hands situation for part of this the technology isn't perfect which we can't expect it to be but we can expect to have some sort of standard and it just i don't know if the this is going to get very technical and i'm just going to kind of try to not make it technical but like the capacity in which there are a bajillion people refreshing on their phones trying to get these things versus the capacity of like the servers or whatever they're using to kind of like tabulate these fast passes and things and like refresh the times and then i just feel like it's not very and not a very good system or it's not very efficient or effective now does it work yes is it getting better probably but I just don't understand, and this is my understanding of it, and if someone wants to correct me, please go ahead, and I will still probably not invest in this program anyway. (laughs) You can buy a Genie Plus Pass, like like the generic ones, not the Lightning Lane ones. You buy it, and it says return time 12 o'clock, but then the time can still change. So it can go up, or it can go down, and I'm like, What's the point of saying this is your return time if you're going to change the time anyway? 
yes, like for some that's good because maybe it's earlier and you can get on quicker. But like, it doesn't, it just doesn't make sense to me. And it's not very consistent. And I just, mm, that's all I gotta say is, mm. I honestly, I like the reservation system to a point. Some of it is kind of, kind of gets annoying in terms of like park hopping or like if you change your mind and you can't get a pass, whatever. But I like that they're like, they're monitoring capacity to a certain extent. Does it matter at some point? No, I think after two o'clock, I think that that capacity situation goes out the window. But I like the idea of it sort of kind of because I like to, you know, I like to know that it's not going to be bumper to bumper in the parks. Is it still at Magic Kingdom? Yes, it is. But anyway, that's fine. Relatively Sorry, speaking, that's fine. That's fine. Yeah. But um, yeah, Disney is going to continue to make money. And um, I mean, them, them having, you know, high ticketed events, add-ons, that's nothing new, but it does seem like that's becoming more and more of the... Uh, of the norm, but you know, like like you said, Steffers, we're kind of part of the problem because even though we're we're on here talking about it, we're still going to show up. But we are aware if there are issues, and uh, in some in some aspects, Disney could do better. And and at least in my instance, I only say this because you know I care about Disney, and and and, and I want us to get the best opportunity that we can when we go down to the most magical place on earth. Speaking of getting your best experience in the most magical place on earth, we are getting traditional character meet and greets back. We talked last week about, uh, particularly in Disney's Hollywood Studios, how Star Wars uh, Galaxy Bay or docking hangar, whatever thing, regardless, Wookiee hugs are back and that's the important part. Uh, <laughs> I am totally nailing this transition. I just nailing, yep, nailing, uh -huh. it, nailing it. Uh, but, um, Kind of in a uh, surprising news, uh, we talked in the past how uh, the meet and greet with uh, Mickey and Minnie in Disney's Hollywood Studios at the Red Carpet Dream, uh, they've removed the Genie Plus Lightning Lane option. Now, um, maybe maybe not necessarily a bad idea to remove the uh, pay for play option for character meet and greets, uh, but then I go and look on Scott Gustin's Twitter account, the uh, person who broke this news on social saying that the um, it was going to uh, offer standby only effective of May 13th, so this past Friday, I go see the 90 minute wait we saw today for this seems to support this change. Uh, so I have to like, on the one hand, don't know if I want to spend money for a character meet and greet, on the other hand, 90 minutes, that's that's an hour and a half to get a picture with Mickey and Minnie. Yeah, but like, do you, I don't know. In term, and for me, it's like, if it was Chewbacca, I think it would depend on the character. If it was Chewbacca, I wouldn't wait 90 minutes, but I do definitely want to get a photo with Chewbacca and hug Chewbacca. So then it's like, where's the line, you mm -hmm. know? Where, where's the line? Would y'all, would y'all do that? Because I don't know. I don't know. I, I'm too cheap. So <laughs> that's really where I'm coming from. I'm a cheapy, cheap, 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 cheapity cheap. So I don't well, then, know. And I then mean, some, somebody else on Twitter in Scott Gustin's thread makes a good point. It's kind of an odd decision for a park lacking in genie options, they ask, which I mean. That's fair. I think that is a fair question to point out because I mean, there are some heavy hitters when it comes to the genie and the genie plus option in Hollywood studio, but you know, not everybody can get on Slinky Dog. Not everybody can get on Rise of the Resistance or Tower of Terror or, you know, Correct. Aerosmith. So, I mean, you gotta have something to do with your Genie Plus. So if they're just outright like removing this one option, is this how I would want to use one of my lightning lane spots? Maybe not necessarily, but you know, it's better to use it here as opposed to just eating it. That's fair. I will say, and I'm I'm actually going to segue into this next piece of news while we stay in Hollywood Studios. Um, Fantasmic, when that comes back, I'm sure that will be a an addition to Lightning Lane and One or Genie Plus. Yeah. So, uh, but they have released details about the tech upgrades going to toward going added to. Words are hard. Fantasmic at Disney's Hollywood Studios. 
Um, new technical enhancements were announced, and they shared what guests can. What guests? What? Why are? Why can't we speak today? <laughs> what you it's can expect when the show returns? Uh, in order to refresh the show, Disney made upgrades to the lighting system, audio system, and projection system, which I think the... I wear glasses now at night especially and to see distance, but I think the way that Disney and Universal, like both of them, utilize projection so well, especially like during Happily Ever After, RIP, let's not talk about it. Um, I think that they can do so much with Fantasmic, so that's exciting for me to hear. Those tech upgrades will deliver new music and new scenes that will include a replacement of the Pocahontas section of the show, which we talked about last week. Um, and there is no official reopening date, but I will say at least they're taking this time that it's closed to kind of revamp and spruce and blah it, you know? Mm -hmm. And I do think once Fantasmic does a get its reopen date and b when it actually does reopen assuming it is part of the genie plus assuming it is part of the lightning lane that is going to be one of the attractions one of the shows you are going to want to spend one of your spots on because this is a show that a is beloved and b has been missed thank you zoe uh since it has been closed so i have a feeling that um it is going to be a hotly contested seat to attend when it does reopen in Hollywood studio. And I'm super excited to see what the new Fantasmic is gonna be because you just invoking what Universal does with its projections for the light show or the light aspect for its nighttime water show. I saw that when we did the uh, Orlando and former uh, get together in December, I was blown away. That oh, was- Oh, you should see the Hogwarts oh. show. Oh, oh my God. I couldn't imagine that. That Oh, ooh, yeah. hair on my arm standing up thinking about that. Like, like, um, mm, mm, I, I do have a question shows. Yes. about Fantasmic. Did they have a dessert party situation for that? I don't actually mm. know because I haven't done Fantasmic in a very like 10 plus years. Um, uh, just I'm, based on the way things are going now, if they haven't in the past, I'm willing to bet they will carve out a spot and sell you a spot for $79.95, well, Steffers. Well, that's my thing, though. <laughs> Depending on the price, I would actually, I think I would actually want to do it for Fantasmic. Like the, so Enchantment, eh. Harmonious, eh. But Fantasmic, I thoroughly enjoy that show and it's kind of like a more not homey vibe but like it just feels a little bit more cozy that i think that i would like if i can get priority seating for the show and mm. then kind of dibble and dabble here and there i don't know i'd i'd consider it i mean am i the only one i hope not but i i mean that's just like a favorite show of mine um i would have done a happily ever after dessert party but y'all decided not to bring it back so yeah, well, y'all killed my wishes for Happily Ever After. Also, uh, I d A, I don't think you would be alone for a uh, priority seating or a dessert party for Harmonious. And B, you laying that out there. Fantasmic, not Harmonious. Fuck excuse harmonious. me. Uh, I mean, sorry. Fantasmic. Um, Fantasmic is going to be the OG nighttime show on Walt Disney World Resort when it comes back. Mm -hmm. Has anybody mm -hmm. realized that? Mm-hmm. Y'all, we ain't got nothing no more. We got Fantasmic. Wow. And they even changing that, but at least they're keeping it the OG. At least they're still calling it the same thing. I mean, they, they, I think it's going to stay the same. I don't know. If they get rid of Sorcerer Mickey vibes, I'm, I am They quit. better bring back that GD Dragon, y'all. <laughs> oh, they have to. That's part. Okay, anyway. Well, well, I, I, assuming the GD Dragon is working that night. <laughs> the GD Dragon is in B mode. The GD Dragon is in B mode. Everything's in beam mode. <laughs> we are going to pivot to another park that has had a lot of things changing about it. You know her. You love her. It's Walcott. I mean, Epcot. Mm. Uh, Imagineers will install more than 10,000 additional LED fixtures to ensure world celebration comes alive at night. I mean, that ish is dark. So I'm interested to see what they come up with. I mean, not that the barges aren't big enough and lighty enough, but mm -hmm. some of those places in World Showcase are 
dark. Your girl can't see at night yeah. even with the glasses. Mm-hmm. So that's okay. I mean, I'm not. I'm not mad about it. Uh, Zach Ridley Diddley. I don't know what we ah, call him. Ah, she almost did the thing that Zach Ridley Diddley do Walt Disney Imagineer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that, that. Uh, there will be an astonishing 12,000 programmable LCD fixtures added to World Celebration Neighborhood uh that will be completed next year oh my god we still have another year of this ish mm-hmm. uh essentially an entire city block with what amounts to a synchronized christmas light show okay well that could be fun i mean just if, if, if could be a lot could mm-hmm. be fun i mean if if what they've done with spaceship earth is any indication i think that is going to look amazing it might, um, especially if they can sync it up. Now, I do hope, speaking of Spaceship Earth, this is an indication they're going to continue the support of lighting up and syncing music on my girl, the Epcot ball. Like, I know we've gotten the Rainbow Connection. By the way, Muppet fans, we're going to have something for y'all at the end of the uh, show here. Uh, I know we've gotten Colors of the Wind. So I hope we're going to see stuff like this past the 50th anniversary celebration and them dropping 12,000 programmable LCD fixtures around these uh, world celebration neighborhoods. Fingers crossed that that's going to be sticking around. I also just want to paint a little bit of perspective for the folks and listeners at home. We just said 12,000 light fixtures to come. Spaceship Earth has 1,861 individual points of light. So just to put that perspective on your noggins, good mm. luck, good yeah. luck, Epcot. And 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 you do you do make a good point. There are some parts of uh, Epcot around uh, the good old Epcot ball that are very dark. I was FaceTiming a friend, like literally in the shadow of a lit up spaceship Earth, and she said, "It's like it's really dark. Where are you?" And and uh, I was with Theme Park Rob at the time, and I commented, "Apparently, I'm in the back alley where Batman's parents were murdered. It was that dark." So. Yeah, glad to know that there's going to be some lights being brought to the uh, neighborhoods of the world celebration. And once again, fingers crossed. All I really care is I really, really hope this means they're going to continue doing the nighttime lighting of Spaceship Earth. They're going to continue to be syncing music and uh, I can see Rainbow Connection in person and just sob like a giant man, baby. But uh, yeah. Speaking of man babies, this next one's for you, Landon. It Take sure it away. It is because uh, I did say earlier, Mickey and Minnie's not so scary, or rather, Mickey's not so scary Halloween party was announced coming back uh, not too long ago. And this past week, uh, tickets for guests staying in Walt Disney World Resorts and guests staying at the Swan and Dolphin, as well as Shades of Green on the Walt Disney World Resort. Uh, Tickets were available to them. Uh, But starting this week, tickets are going on a sale to the general public. Steffers, we have some friends that were fortunate enough to get their tickets for some of the earlier not so scary parties in the season uh, again these not so scary parties kick off friday august 12th and run through monday october 31st and prices do uh, vary depending on when and what day you want to attend uh but like i said earlier in this show i'm gonna be trying at least trying to snag two tickets when they do go on sale later this week on the 18th of may uh and i imagine if i have to call a uh, customer service one of those amazing 407 numbers i'm going to be on hold for seven hours but thankfully tickets can be purchased at uh disney world dot disneyworld.disney.go.com slash tickets slash events so uh the tickets are limited and may not have may not be available for purchase on the day of the event or earlier so this is a act now while you can get them while the getting is good situation now steffers i know the listener knows everybody knows you are team universal even though on this podcast it is not disney versus universal it's disney and universal but you prefer Mickey's scary as f- Halloween party, more commonly known as uh, Universal Halloween Horror Night. 
Have you ever attended a Mickey's no. Not So Scary? Okay. Do you have any desire to attend a Not So Scary? Uh, so before the world caught on fire, I actually bought tickets. Literally the 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 year Ooh. like mine got canceled and refunded uh. type like stuff. Uh. Um, so I did have an intention to go. I will say if um, I don't, I'm pretty sure the prices were like the low end of what this year's prices are versus like the high end. But maybe I'm incorrect. Maybe these are the more or less same prices. I would consider going again um i actually was looking to see if like when i'm going if there's some dates uh it's however date. just i yeah yeah yeah. no no no. i see that <laughs> I, I see that um i just don't think i can swing it with the dates um because i i like leave one of the days that this is being held and then i don't think i can stay uh, enough time to to do the other date that I was thinking of. Um, it is definitely if it's if it's what it used to be, I would be open to doing it. If it's like the boo bash situation where you get nothing but some popcorn and some ice cream, your girl ain't doing it. Mm -hmm. um, because I'm not so I can appreciate a show and I can appreciate like you know the the different uh, what's it called? Like I would do it to meet the characters, take pictures. I don't them in think their I would. Costumes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. I don't think I would necessarily care too much about like any fireworks displays. I know that the um, what they do on the main stage, I've heard that that's very cool. Oh, the and Sanderson sisters. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Sorry, I couldn't mm -hmm. think of their names. Um, and then like the whole nighttime experience of getting to go on all the rides. I that's I'm more of a ride person the than a sit down. The parade's pretty dope too. See, I'm not a huge parade person. That oh, that's my Steffers, thing. Steffers, this well, is a parade I think you would want to check out. See, that's so I'm very open to the idea. Um, these prices in October do turn me off oh, yeah. a lot. Yeah, the October prices are like holy um, jeepers. But I I mean I, I see where they're like I, I can see where they're coming from with these prices. Um I just don't think I'll be able to swing it. Uh, I'm going to say this again. If anyone would like to contribute to the Steffers goes to Mickey Not So Scary Halloween Fund, please reach out in my DMs and I will let you know my PayPal or Venmo. Um, I just, I'm open to it. I definitely, like, I'm still a kid at heart. Like, you know, we're, we're still young, young at heart, I'd like to think. Um, so I would be down to do it. I I just can't. I don't think I can fit it in my schedule because the one day that I would think I we could do it, we're we're doing the the scarier one. So yeah, yeah. Sorry. Well, sorry. Maybe maybe another year, but yes. At the end of the podcast, we'll be passing around uh, the collection plate where you two can contribute to uh, to podcasters going to other. Uh, parties, uh, and then, and then at the end, we'll ask you to come up to the front and you can uh, recant your sins. So, wait, no, that felt blasphemous. Sorry, Jesus. Uh, but yeah, uh, that is all the news, at least in the most magical place on earth to report. But like most I said, place on earth. sorry, thank, I thank was... you, Steffers. Again, uh, why have a Spotify when you have a Steffers? But, uh, I've said it before, this podcast, it's a safe space. This isn't Disney versus Universal. It's Disney and Universal. We just talked about the Mickey's not-so-scary Halloween party, and we talked about the Mickey's scary-as-fuck Halloween party. And uh, there was some Universal news that happened this week, some of uh. it pertaining to the Mickey's scary-as-fuck Halloween party. Steffers... Mrs. Universal herself, take it away. Okay, I'm going to go with the... Ooh, do I go with the bad news first or the good news first? Mm. Go with the bad news okay. because then you can soften the blow with the good news. All right, so tragedy has, has stricken tragedy. the universe. Okay, the Universal settle Studios. down. Settle <laughs> it's, down. It's tragedy. Tragedy. There <laughs> were no survivors. <laughs> um. So if you guys don't follow me on social media, then you hate me, and that's okay. If you aren't privy to the Twitterverse then or Instagramverse, then you, you know, haven't heard. But the beloved classic in Production Central... Monsters Cafe has closed permanently to make room for a new dining experience. 
Ha! So Monsters Cafe has been at Universal since 1998. Wow, I was three years old, so I was I was alive. <laughs> and I actually was able to eat there last year at Halloween Horror Nights, and I thought the food was great. The theming inside was fantastic. I I'm shocked. I'm I'm not shocked in terms of like if they had to close something, I felt like this was what it was gonna be. I just am shocked that they stabbed us in the heart and uh left us bleeding on the cold hard floor um i know i'm so dramatic it's pretty great they <laughs> haven't uh officially said what they're going to replace monsters cafe with however however there are some rumblings that we may get a minions cafe no. like they have in hollywood because they have it in hollywood no so and it's next to it's next to shrek which is gonna know, become a minion gonna, yeah, yeah, yeah 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 so so um, um how long until universal just becomes the minions theme park featuring well okay there's 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 a reasoning that i think they're doing this there are also rumblings that universal monsters is getting their own shtick at epic universe okay so okay. with that being said this all might be just moving kind of thing. Shifted so, over to Epic Universe if it ever opens. Yes. Okay. 2023 or something, right? right. Is that what we, 2026? 2029. I don't know when, mm -hmm. when Epic Universe is opening. I thought it was 2172. I, I forget when it's mm -hmm. opening though. Hold on. Now I know. Oda's to... Universal. Okay. While you look that up, I also heard some other rumors of what's going to be replacing Monster uh, Cafe. Uh, maybe you can dispel. I heard it's going to become a spirit Halloween. Oh, I heard that too. Yeah, but no. Okay. No. All right. I heard it's going to become a spirit Halloween cafe. That that's probably more likely, but also still still no. I I gotta say that that's a hard no. Okay. Um, fat no, big no. Okay. I also heard a rumor it was going to become a cafe based on the movie franchise Gremlins. Oh, that'd be cool. That would be cool. But probably not. No, no you, you know they're probably going to do a Minions Cafe. Also, Epic Universe Summer 2025. I also heard that it's going to be replaced by a cafe of Minions dressed as Gremlins, and they're going to call them Grimimions. Good, but still no. <laughs> anyway, moving to the uh, actual Halloween Horror Nights news, there was a little, a little bit of a leak. A leaky, 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 if you might uh, say. Uh, this is not confirmed because they obviously took it down after someone by accident hit the send button. But Universal Studios, um, oh, this is for Hollywood, but honestly, this house would probably be at uh, Orlando as well. Um, Universal Monsters Legends Collide. If you thought one Universal Monster was scary, how about three? Better summon your Scream Squad at Justin, because you're about to get caught in the middle of an epic battle between the Wolfman, Dracula, and the Mummy together for the first time ever. Their mission? To find the amulet that will break their curse, and they'll destroy anyone who gets in their way. Speculated to come to both Hollywood and Orlando. I so if you guys didn't listen to my podcast uh, a couple weeks ago where I had uh, Justin Skipper Bob and Theme Park Rob on, we, we dabble in talking about some monsters. So mm -hmm. go listen to that. But I think that this could be epic. I think every time they do, or every time the whole like two or three times that they did a <laughs> Universal Monsters house, it like they do justice by it. So I think that this could be very. Um, very well done in terms mm -hmm. of like execution and i'm excited to see what they can come up with i am still not i haven't bought a ticket to halloween horror nights for this year but i do have some things in the works so hopefully i'll be able to make it out at least once if not twice this year we will see patent pending go team go fight win I do think that would be a very cool addition. And I do think that Universal would take great care of the classic mm -hmm. Universal monsters. Cause it's like, I, I'm not the biggest horror fan in the world. Cause you know, big giant man chicken over here. 
Uh, by the way, Giant Man Chicken is not a monster that's getting a house this year. That's just what I am. Uh, but I have always loved and I've always been fascinated by those classic horror icon, those monsters. And I would love to see not only one, three of them get a house where they're fighting each other because those were those classic movies you know wolfman versus frankenstein mm -hmm. or, or, or mm -hmm. dracula uh, versus the mummy or something so i would love to be able to partake in one of those and of course get the crap scared out of me but it, it, it's also kind of surprising that universal orlando would pull the trigger on closing the monster cafe if we are going to be getting that house it's, it's a theming thing it, it's a long term it's like a looking toward the future thing because they, yeah, it, yeah, it makes sense in the universal realm of things. Sure, it does. It just breaks the hearts of many uh, people in the universal world. It's fine. I'm not mad. I'm just a little disappointed. Oh, you're not mad. You're you're just disappointed. Wow, you just parented Universal. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I did. I, I really did. You see the ETs behind me? They're like, <laughs> yeah, you tell them, mom. Yep, with their big them. giant eyes. Yep. Yeah, exactly. They're very that's, disappointed. That's the news coming out of the studios with the with the monsters. I don't. I was gonna say the house of the mouse, but it doesn't. It doesn't work. No, like doesn't doesn't, doesn't work. Yeah. Doesn't, doesn't have a fun. That's fine. Thing. That's also, all. That's all I got. Also, we're we're most definitely getting getting another Stranger Thing house. I I feel. Oh, speculation. That. Oh, I forgot to say that. Thank you for reminding me. Speculation says that the first house that will be announced is a Stranger Things house that is coming. Uh, like when the first round of announcements happens, I it's not confirmed, but I mean we're I, like we're like only a couple weeks away. I feel like from the first part two, of the next season, right? So two, yeah, the twenty seventh is the first part of the <laughs> last season. But um, the based off of my blog posts, July was a hot month for announcements. Will they start doing it earlier because now the world is not on fire and this isn't the first one since the world was on fire? Maybe. Um, but safe to say, at least by July, we should be getting some things rolling. The world's mm -hmm. not on fire for now. No, the world's for on fire. It's just a different type of fire. No, no, no. It's a different type of fire at this point. <laughs> but that's okay. Uh, um, well, don't forget your Rainbow Connection news. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we're going to get to that. This is the uh, the part where we get to talk to, well, we've been talking to you, the lovely listener, this entire time. But this is the part where we get to talk about what you said to us. Last week, we asked you what was your perfect way to, um, I guess, fast pass or your perfect way to Genie Plus, for the lack of a better term. Uh, we put a poll on our social media, twitter.com slash does does Disney, and we gave you four options. We gave you the option of no fast pass, kind of a free for all. You stand in line. Your only option to get on an attraction, to get in a show, to experience something is strictly standby only. Your second option, once you're in the park, you got to go get a paper fast pass like it was back in the day, or you got to scan in at a kiosk or something like that to let them know, hey, I'm here. This is your return time. Come back between this and this. That is how you can bypass the standby line. Your third option, you're booking your fast passes in advance through the My Disney Experience app. Now, whether you're staying on property and your window opens, what was it, 60 days in advance, or uh, whether you were, uh, I believe it was 30 days in advance, if you weren't staying on property, you could start booking your fast passes through the My Disney Experience app so you could lock in those attractions you wanted to take part of. That was kind of the way things were before the world caught fire. Then world caught fire, Disney shut down, reopened with no fast pass options available. Then they introduced what we currently have with the Genie Plus and the individual lightning lane system. So those were your four options. We got a lot of response and I want to uh, break down the results and some of the responses coming in at fourth place with 4% of the votes that's Genie Plus, and I'll be honest. Wah, wah. Yeah, I'm 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 kind of surprised Genie Plus got any 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 votes, but Genie Plus does have its fans out there. Genie Plus does work for some families. We talked last week. If 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 it's just com gonna completely ruin your family's trip if you and your little ones don't get on Slinky Dog or whatever, it might be worth it for y'all to throw down some extra Disney dollar dues to guarantee you and your family's spot on Slinky Dog. Genie Plus might be the way for y'all to go. 
in third place with 16% of the vote. No fast pass at all. Just a dadgum free-for-all. You want to be standing in those lines. You want to rope drop. You want to run to your Seven Dwarves mind train. You want to run. Okay, you don't run. You want to fast walk to uh, <laughs> Rise of the Resistance. You want to fast walk to Flight of Passage. And uh, may the odds ever be in your favor because if... Uh, uh, if, if you're not rope dropping, you might be looking at a several hour wait. Coming in at second place, paper fast passes. Uh, and we are going to get into some of your responses because I do think somebody made a very good comment when it came to the paper fast pass option. That comes in with 36% of the vote. And if you are playing the game of process of elimination, that only leaves the fast pass through my Disney experience coming in first place with 44% of the right, that vote. That was really close. That I just was let everyone know. First that and was second really place. Close. Yeah, that was a very, very close vote. Um, uh, but apparently the preferred option for uh, the listeners of Does Does Disney is to book your fast passes through my Disney experience. I'll be honest. That's kind of how I prefer to do it, too. But I would like between one and two, I would take either option over the no fast pass or what we currently have in Genie Plus. I did make reference. One of our listeners said that the uh, Kevin, as a matter of fact, my mom's favorite listener of Dust as Disney. Uh, Kevin says that the paper fast passes are a GD souvenir. And uh, not wrong. He's not wrong. I really don't disagree. And especially now, um, since it's something that we really don't have an option of getting. If you still have some of those paper fast passes, that has to bring a smile to your face. Not only reminding you of a good time, something that is kind of kind of a Disney collectible at this point. True. I'm going to read our buddy Lewis's uh, at Disney Pick a Day on Twitter. Uh, response, interesting question. The old paper fast passes were a lot better in many ways. Retweet Lewis, but Disneyland's Max Pass version of it was the best of both worlds. I like the challenge of maximizing what I can do, so pre-ordering was not nearly as good. Genie Plus could be great, but it felt like they were limiting the inventory too much the times I tried it. Okay, so retweet. All, all of that. Re, re, I'm actually going to physically retweet this right now. You, you, but, you, you do know the vote's already over, Steffers. I don't care. His okay. points are valid, so I'm gonna retweet his tweet. Don't don't backseat tweet me. Anyway, that's, that's, I that's agree. That's not a thing. That's that's not. I a don't. Thing. Yes, it is. No. Yes, it is. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> I do like the way that the system for the paper fast passes worked. However, I liked the previous system that you could book on MDE, you could book the 60 days in advance, call it a day and you were done. We talked about this last week. You can go listen to that episode. Um, I actually have never utilized um, the, I've never been to Disneyland. So I don't really know how the old max pass system worked. However, I can imagine that it was pretty, um, I don't, and no one's ever complained. So I think it was a pretty good system. Um, but if someone would like to break that down for me, you can, but I, I love Lewis's response and I mm -hmm. wholeheartedly agree. GD plus is dookie, but anyway, continue. No, no, I do think he makes a good point. GD plus could be good, but yeah. what, what we do have right now, not necessarily good. Uh, Kevin weighs back in. Uh, if you don't vote paper, you're wrong and also stupid. So Kevin has, uh, opinions and he apparently is team paper it's also uh recyclable so kevin is team earth go earth uh uh crispy weighs in uh bring back the full freedom lines so much faster with no fast fast pass slash lightning lanes so crispy he wants a free-for-all he wants just like uh may the odds ever be in your favor situation and... kind of is like that already but he he just doesn't want us to have to book anything it sounds like <laughs> That's all right. I mean, was it faster? I have no idea. I have no recollection because I still remember getting paper fast passes back in the day. I don't know. I don't I don't know. But uh, Scorpio Paul says, can I choose a fifth option? Befriending someone with the cash to do the VIP thing? I'm not above being someone's yes man if it means not waiting in any lines of any sort. That's the answer. Paul just blew this thing wide open. Uh, Paul, you wanna, mm -hmm. you wanna, I'm, I'm befriending you. You mm -hmm. wanna do a VIP thing? Wink. Yes. Wink. And Steppers and I, we are, we are, uh, not above being someone's yes man and or woman. 
if it means mm-hmm. not waiting in any sort of lines. We would love to do the keys to the kingdom or any sort of VIP experience. So holla correct. at your boy and or girl. Preferably uh, boy. Correct. But uh, thank you for weighing in on uh, our conversation uh, stemming from last week's episode about fast passes and GD plus and uh, whether it be digital or paper fast passes and uh, what you prefer. But uh, today, May 16th, the day that this podcast drop uh, drops is the uh, anniversary of uh, the passing of the legendary Jim Henson. It's also RIP indeed. It's also the uh, day that one of the last projects that uh, Jim himself worked on Muppets vision 3d launched in Disney's Hollywood studios. So uh, also happy birthday Muppet vision 3d and uh, on several of the podcasts that I've been fortunate enough to appear on, on uh, the Monday morning monorail and uh, popping in on a couple episodes of the Dillo's Diz uh, dropping Thursdays, wherever you get your podcasts. Um, uh, they like to do, and I like to do the uh, hashtag save the Muppets because we are fans of the Muppets and the, Jim Henson's entire body of work. So uh, on the anniversary of his passing and the birthday of Muppet Vision 3D, I want to reach back out to you, the lovely listener, and I want to I want to ask y'all, what are some of your favorite Muppet projects or what are some of your favorite memories from Kermit? in the gang or big bird down on sesame street or you know hanging out in fraggle rock or something like that or like what when i say muppets when i say jim henson what does that mean to you because for me it's like i grew up in that sweet era of jim henson some of my early memories are watching muppet babies i freaking loved that show that instilled a love of the muppets early on and then growing up i watched all of the muppet movies i went back and watched uh the the muppet show i have the dvds thankfully they're available streaming on disney plus now uh last week i watched the muppet movie the original one um and it still holds up still still to this day i hear rainbow connection and i can just sob like like a two-year-old child so i want to know what some of your favorite Muppet memories are as we look back and celebrate the life and the legacy of Jim Henson and his amazing body of work. Now, Steppers, I know you might be slightly, just ever so slightly younger than me, but um, are there any Muppet memories that stand out for you? Um, Probably the... I mean, I was a big Sesame Street girl, actually. Oh, now yeah, that I'm, like, yeah. Recollecting, everybody um, loves Sesame Street. But I think probably my favorite memory that I can tie in with like my life would be that my fifth grade graduation, we like did a perform. I really don't know why this was like a thing, but we did a performance like to no, it was a talent show. It was a talent show. I cancel that. It was the fifth grade talent show, and. The people that were performing in the talent show, we all got together as a group and we learned like the intro song and then we changed it to like the welcome to our fifth grade talent show, like uh, instead of the Muppet show. And I thought that was (laughs) that was like a cute little my school used to do like replace things and songs with relating to whatever we were doing. So that's probably my most memorable moment and then elmo got me through some things growing up oh yeah so mm-hmm. that those are my two tidbits oh and um not to be like sad because this isn't a sad moment but my grandparents my dad's parents um they had like a a huge collection of like stuffed animals that i guess like throughout the years they've collected and kind of just kind of kept as keepsakes and after they passed away, they had like a Kermit one. And I have that um, still somewhere as like mm. a cute little remembrance of that. And I have a figment one as like a side note. She, We got her a figment <laughs> from Epcot once and it was like a full circle like, hey, I'm going to take this back now. And I have it displayed above my head that you guys can't see, but I can see it. Very cool. Well, So I had a story. Mm-hmm. I'm not a Muppet hater. Well, good. Never be a Muppet hater. And uh, thank you for uh, sharing uh, your uh, stories and memories of uh, 
of Jim Henson and his work in the Muppets with those steppers. Yeah, I think I I think everybody kind of grew up on Sesame Street and um, and uh, yeah, I now want to hear uh, y'all's favorite Muppet memories, what y'all grew up on, because because uh, because I know we're not alone on that. Uh, but uh, yeah, wow, I'm kind of ending on a on a on a downer note, but but I don't think that's what Jim would want us to do. Jim would want us to smile. He would want us to remember the good times because. Yeah, yeah, it kind of ended sadly, but 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 he also brought a lot of us smiles. So hopefully this episode brought y'all some smiles too. And Steffers, you brought me some smiles recording this. No, you. Oh, thanks. And thank you for being a friend. Wait, no, that's the Golden Girls, not the Muppets. Anyway, <laughs> Steffers, where can the lovely listener find you and your amazing body of work? I'm doing too much and I actually need to stop doing so much, but we're just going to keep a chugging along. You guys are now in the presence of a girl who has gone viral on TikTok. So (laughs) hair flip on that one. Uh, If you would like to see my viral TikTok, the whole 10 second glory of it all, uh, you can go to Adventures with Steffers on TikTok and on Instagram. I kind of cross post, so but I I still enjoy Instagram sometimes. On Twitter, I am AsianZing95. On Twitch, you can catch me live Monday, Wednesday, Fridays, and Saturdays around 8 p.m. Eastern. Most days, Saturdays is a free for all. Uh, Twitch.tv slash AsianZing95. You can also check out my socials and join my Discord. Like, if you want to talk offline, that'd be cute. Like, go go do it. I also have a merch shop open now, so it's still growing, but I do have some things if you want to do that. Um, and you can catch the Adventures with Steffers podcast available almost every Wednesday on all your podcatchers. And I think that's all that I do, but probably not because I do way too much. Well, don't be stretching yourself too thin, Steffers, because I mean... I think it's funny because it all kind of runs together at this point. I I just feel like it's a kind of an ebb and flow. Like I do one thing, all right, then I got to do my other thing and all right. Also, on, on talking about Halloween Horror Nights, if anyone is contemplating going to Halloween Horror Nights, I do have two blog posts and at least two... Uh, podcast episodes about it so and you can always dm me questions because i know landon's going to be going for the first time this year and i think that's uh exciting so yeah yeah going for the first time this year and uh for the first time in never yes indeed so it's going to be exciting and also i'm slightly well, that's that's a lie. I am really, really scared. So uh, follow me on Twitter, L A N D O Z. Please go follow me, Landon Don. I'm the best, Landon Don. Not the rest. That's where you can follow me on Twitter. Two hundred and eighty characters at a time. I also run a website, buttmunchchips.com. Buttmunchchips. Sit on your butt and munch. That's where you can find stuff I did in my college radio heyday on 88.3 WMTS, talking uh, interviews with the cast of Futurama, Aqua Teen Hunger Force, Venture Brothers, uh, some podcasts talking about Game of Thrones, video games, uh, some stabs, rotators, generally some funny stuff. I went back and listened here recently. I think it still holds up. And if it doesn't, what are you going to do about it? It's on the Internet. Can't do anything. Can't stop the signal, Mal. Um, uh, I also appear on the Phil Show, News Talk 98.7 WOKI, radio station locally here in Knoxville, Tennessee, streaming 6 to 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time at Newstalk987.com. Also available in the iHeartRadio app and the News Talk 987 app as well. So, uh, Steffers, any thoughts before we hit the dough? Um, do the thing that scares you because you don't know if that thing will bring you great bountiful things in your life unless it's like skydiving that brings you that just makes you jump out of a plane screaming and i i mean sure maybe it's freeing i don't know but you ain't gonna see me jumping out of a plane and take care of yourself and each other steffers you just read that off of a fortune cookie word for word i would never do that Um, uh, (laughs) thank a cast member thank a team member Disney and Universal pay your cast members and team members a living wage they make the magic happen we love coming down to your parks we love coming to spend our money down there well maybe not the spending our money but we do it regardless but they make it worthwhile be decent to each other it costs you nothing to be kind 
costs you nothing to be nice and you don't know how far a simple kind word will go and you don't know how far a simple kind gesture will go with somebody else and what it will mean to somebody else. And take care of yourself. Take care of your mental health because there's there's a lot of negativity going on in this world out there. And your mental health, sometimes just as important as your mental health. So uh, for Steffers, my name is Landon Dung. We thank you for coming along for another episode of Dawes Does Disney. You've been great. We've been Dawes Does Disney. I like your tank top, by the way. Oh, thank you. It is uh, Marty Gray. Marty Gray. Mm -hmm. Marty Gray. Marty Gray. It's Marty Great. Tall Bob, theme park Rob, the Bob Robs, Bob Ross. Yeah, I I had no idea that everybody in Florida their name was 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 Bob Bob. or Rob. Uh huh. And, (laughs) And then there's Justin, just completely wrecking the theming. Correct. Turn me on like a light switch. Sorry that. I'm... Oh, don't apologize. Hello, secret sound. Damn, that's an actual song, though. They're going to take it out of context and people are going to think I'm a weirdo. Anyway. Steffers, they listen to the podcast. They already think you're a weirdo. I declare a thumb war. You're a little shit storm. I swear to God, Gimli. Are you wearing makeup in this photo? What is happening? Why do you look like a ghost? No, you're just pale what? and pasty, sweetheart. Nothing. Oh, nothing. I, was, I was about to say, first of all, no, I'm not wearing makeup. But then you said, I thought you were saying I'm pale and pasty. It's like, damn, Steffers, I have feelings, too. All right, let's get this on the road i mean show on the road you were right the first time don't give me that face i don't want i don't you disgust me right now the gd dragon is in b mode the gd dragon is in b mode creative look at gimli like snoozing i wish i was snoozing no kidding oh 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 what a look at that stretch dude big stretch (laughs) so cute i can't oh sorry Uh, i was dancing yeah, I see that. I also heard that it's going to be replaced by a cafe of minions dressed as gremlins, and they're going to call them Grimmins. Peace out, Cub Scouts. Yeah, Cub Scouts. <laughs>You know, there's there's a lot of stuff I can do well. Heck, there's even a couple things I can do very well. But when it comes to graphic design, that is one thing I cannot do at all. Thankfully, I have a friend in Matt and love of the mouse multimedia. You know and love their work. The sleek and soon-to-be-beloved logo for this very podcast, Does Does Disney, that was them. The classic morning monorail logo and all its variants, that was love of the mouse too. And not only does Love of the Mouse have an incredible talent for graphic design, they're easy to work with and collaborate. They listen to your ideas and suggestions, then they bring them to life. So if you're looking to start your own blog, podcast, YouTube channel, Etsy shop, whatever creative outlet that you're thinking of, Love of the Mouse can help your brand to stand out in the crowd. Connect with Matt on Twitter, Facebook, or Instagram by searching Love of the Mouse Multimedia or at L-O-T-M Multimedia or visit loveofthemousepodcast.com or email loveofthemousepodcast at gmail.com to contact him about your design needs. We're talking logos, social media promos, advertisements, websites, and so much more. And if you're uh, looking for some more awesome Disney content, make sure and subscribe to his show, Love of the Mouse Podcast, on your favorite streaming applications. And tell him the Dawes sent you. I, I, I don't know if that'll get you anything up. I just always wanted to say that. Yeah.